talking about his favorite character from the Kardashians, Black China. Yeah, well, oh. I was talking about China, the country, the rise of China, and Black China. I don't know Black China. The rise of Black China. You don't know Black China? No, I've heard it, I've heard a reference. My only, I mean, besides the country, it's still the the jacked wrestling chick from the nineties. That was just oh, China. I forgot about China. Yeah, she's dead. That's China with a Y, right? She died. Yeah. yeah. How? Uh, China, the wrestler. I want to. It's cardiac arrest or an accidental overdose. That's. Fair. I feel like, yeah, the, the wrestling's you know, a lifestyle. You know, I partied with her. What? Yeah. She you was can't. at Hoff's birthday. For real? Yeah. I just, for some reason, I picture her with her legs wrapped around your neck, just like squeezing <laughs> the life out of you. I don't know why. <laughs> leather pants, like full leather bodysuit. No, and, and Matt, leave all this in. No, one of the most Perfect. surreal experiences of my life, and, and unfortunately Dennis Hoff is gone now too, but the, the pool at the Bunny Ranch, men are only allowed in it, like, I want to say one day a year, and that's Dennis's birthday. Like, you could pay all the money you want, and there's hot tubs you can use there, but like, Dennis is the only dude that gets in the pool, and the girls. Love hmm. So on his birthday, he has a Sunday pool party, DJ out there, they're grilling food, free drinks, blah, 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 all the girls. Plus, there's just people hanging out. So at one point, like, I look over and, and uh, Ron Jeremy's, like, in, in the hot tub part eating. Like, Joey Buttafuoco passes me. It literally like, sounds like a dream. Yeah, and then there's China, like, partying in one of the suites. Did, how many people were there? Oh, Christ. I don't know. Like was it 60? small enough that you said hi to China? No. I had no interaction with <laughs> But I did, like, Ron Jeremy is famous for the size of his penis. So the night before, I had hooked, uh, hooked up with one of the girls. And as I, was pulling her, as I was leaving the back room with her going to the bar, like, Ron Jeremy grabs her hand, like, as soon as I let go of it and runs in the back, right? And everybody's like, oh, Ron Jeremy's going to hook up with the girl. He's like, are you? I was like, I, I don't care. Well, I loosened <sighs> it up for him. Right. So I get, right. <laughs> so then the next day when we're, when we're leaving the pool party, because they're walking around, like, passing out shots and stuff, your boy didn't miss around. Okay. So as we're leaving, I go, hey, Ron. Want me to leave you my slop, or me, want me to leave leave you my sloppy seconds again? <laughs> and the whole party's like, oh, that's the day I became legend at the ranch. God damn! Nobody talks. You are listening to a podcast. <laughs> this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. Oh, this! <laughs> what the? This is the podcast starring the Ted's. Starring the Ted. Star. The uh, starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. <laughs> the podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. F8 that beginning. Yeah. What's up? <laughs> the podcast, <laughs> episode 260. What's up with your boy, the Ted Smith, the host of this here podcast. Greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. Uh, to the left of me, as he always is. Actually, to the right of me, he's always here unless he's somewhere in Southeast Asia riding on two wheels. He goes by the name of Cobb. Cobb, what's going on? Oh, it's running hot. The Brazil Brazilian real continued to drop this morning following figures released by the country's central bank. Closer to home, shares of your favorite cast, gaining six and a quarter points today as Matt set up shop in Lake Stevens. Cobb is bumble rich and the coyote looking for that elusive goal got caught off sides twice will ted put one between the pipes this season or is it all for not we'll have the full coaches report tonight at seven all right back on the wheels of steel getting the studio set up matt comra the producer mctp what's up Matt? hey ted how you doing man great good energy in here it's great to see you guys <sighs> yeah uh, this is going to be a braggadocious uh, podcast by the way a lot of pipe talk in the studio i'll just say that a lot of pipe talk a lot of pipe talk We're talking about well <laughs> you guys were there. God damn it. <laughs> a lot of pipe talk, though. Yeah, there is. I mean, we're talking about Bumble. Maybe I might get the chance to lay some pipe. Ted putting it between the pipes and soccer. And, well, Matt can speak for himself. But anyway, what do you got? Also, I was in Portland for, for a day last weekend. 
Pipe talk. Oh, Portland. Yeah. What were you doing down there? Uh, I, you know, the, the, the Tacoma Donkeys, the hockey team, That's we always right. take a trip. So this year, instead of Spokane, we went to Portland. Is it, um, okay. Are, do any wives listen to this that I should calibrate my questions? I, I doubt What'd it. you guys do for activities down there? Uh, <laughs> I will put it to you this way. Uh, the, the night I was there, I only went for one night. I had, uh, I enjoyed some very good steak bites from a local establishment. Love it. <laughs> Uh, I will salad say sh- bar. What's that? Salad bar. Oh, of course. Get in there. Yeah, he's a healthy Gotta guy. Gotta get now. those greens, baby. Honestly, look. You know what? I'm just gonna say it. The steak bites at the Acropolis are actually good. Did you raw dog broccoli? No, no. <laughs> and I mean the plant. <laughs> no. I will say this though. As much as the steaks are good there, I do find it. It's a little odd trying to eat in a strip club. I mean, it is and it isn't. I mean, that's what I like about Portland, though. I feel like the strip clubs are a little bit more like casual. Portland is, right, it's awesome. I know, it's just, it's an aggressive. That's why I want steak bites. It felt like it was easier. But I will say, here's another great thing about Portland. When's the last time you had a toothpick with it in the steak bite and the salsa ran were delicious? And as you're eating your steak bite, eating delicious, or drinking a delicious Miller Lite, because you can drink in the clubs, and you look over and see a woman with her boobs on fire. On fire? Yeah, like she had two little things sticking to them and was like doing a dance while they were on fire. Whoa. Yes. They're up in the game down there. Yeah. So that, that part I was I was all game for. Yeah. Actually, shout out to Lion Pride Music Party Buses too, man. Uh, always a secure way to get down. I had, Matt, you'll appreciate this. You boy, you know, been in the lab doing things. <laughs> yeah. Everybody else on the hockey team has tank tops. I've come to realize I don't own tank tops. Oh, okay. We have a few cutoff shirts, but I don't own tank tops. So everybody in the, in the, in the party bus is putting on tank tops. Like, I need, I need one. Don't have one. So we stop at Brass, uh, Bass Pro Shops. I'm going to go get a tank top. They don't sell those. They have everything. Just camo, ghillie suits. They, they have everything in there. No tank tops. But they had $5 t-shirts. We had no knife. I used these two hands and yeah. I ripped those fucking sleeves off. <laughs> awesome. That's the only way to do it. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's like China's move. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a fun trip. The other thing I'd brag about being in Portland the next day, uh, I will send you guys, by the way, the address to this Airbnb, it was, it was awesome. Perfect for a bunch of dudes. It literally has the word party in capital letters on it. It's in a neighborhood. I'm sure the neighbors hate them. <laughs> but we Love partied it. there. It has a hot tub. I got in it at least twice, but the next day, and I was very careful how I ate it, but I ate a burrito while sitting in a hot tub. Wow. Dude, you were living the dream down. Jesus. Breakfast burrito, right? I You're mean, starting it, summer off strong. Ted. It's not even the 20th yet. No, look at, look at my face. Look at the top oh. of my arm. I got sun. Damn, dude, the coyote's about to turn one on this summer. Yeah, if one of those Jonas it. brothers and his group dance, they eat, they're eating cake by the ocean. We're having burritos in a hot tub. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hear that. Life That'd of luxury. Summer 2019. And then I came home. They were staying down there. I came home early on Saturday so I could play soccer on Sunday in the uh, ECS Pub League. Shout out to the uh, F- Flying Hellfish FC. But I will say the train also, what a great way to travel. Oh, like yeah. I was just by myself in the bar car, like looking out the window. I still had a blast. Did you come back on Sunday morning? I came, or? I came back Saturday afternoon. Okay, nice. Yeah, yeah, Saturday evening. And then, yeah, got up Sunday and played a little footy. Yeah, the train's nice. great. Yeah. I've taken it a couple times. It's like slightly more expensive than the Bolt bus. Totally worth it. Yeah. And you live close enough, too, that like coming into that station is not an inconvenience for you. Oh, not at all. You yeah. can even take the light rail from there up if you're not. Yeah. Yeah, and I want to say the train even stops a few places up north, too. Huh. Yeah. 
But either way, I, huge shout out to the train. It's just nice. You get up, walk around. Huge shout out to the train. <laughs> to the train. Shout out to trains, y'all. Yeah. For <laughs> real. We, done. We need more of them. <laughs> it's too late. Two tracks. It is. Uh, all right. I, I had a bunch of stuff to talk about here. One of them literally just says burrito in hot tub. <laughs> yeah, you Nailed said we were going to be all over the place today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't have a ton of uh, – it, it's an easy week coming up for me. So nice. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, that's uh, true. What else can you say? Kevin was awesome last week. Oh, but, yeah. Talk to me about Kester? these offsides calls. All right. So here's what happens, all right? So the, the weeks before I was playing fullback mostly, you're not going to score from there. Uh, I'm not positive because, again, there's only six field players. It's a half field, right? So being like the lone striker up top, like I get a little lost. I'm not positive where to be. So this week I played midfield and I was on the left. We're running a 2-3-1. Okay. Pretty simple. So in the first half, like I kept going towards goal, but then like the guy that was coaching me was like, hey, man, keep stretching the field and pull them out to you. So like I, I'm, I'm fitter than I think I give myself credit for, but you know. Like in this league, I'm not that bad. I'm kind of fast. Shout out to Osiris. Yeah, right. And Matt. Matt. Thank you. So one guy, one guy is like sweating. So now at this point, by the end of the half, they have two people on me. And I'm like, oh, all right. And at halftime, they're kind of joking with me, like, stop. Like, stop running. I was like, all right, all right. So then the second half, the first one, I guess I was apparently way off sides, but I just kind of ventured up there. But the other team clearly started running offsides traps because I was torching people. I shouldn't say torching. I was getting in position. All right. Yes. Two, we'll take it. So they started running a trap, and then I told Matt this. The second offsides was a, uh, a throw-in. I Throw-ins are very hard, by the way, to control. You can't be offsides on a throw-in. No, but I, I knock it down. I give one nice touch with my outside foot to a guy right about where uh. you are, and then I, I sprint. I make the run. Mm. And I was telling Matt, like, he passes it back, and just as I let it get ahead of me and touch it with my left foot, he blows the whistle. Uh. Yeah. Well, sometimes, too, whether you're offsides or not, sometimes, especially if it's single center referee, they'll make a bad call on those because you can leave when you want to. And if you leave, if you're onsides when they hit the ball, then you can receive it offsides. So that's the thing. A lot of refs, I feel like, will will make that that bad call. I'm just happy, honestly. I'm happy that the order of events was the way it was because had you had a game like that, running wild out there on Friday and then been in Portland on Saturday, I feel like... There's a non-zero chance you would have gotten the coyote as a chest piece tattooed. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. You've been right, all man. gassed up, been eating burritos, drinking in that hot tub. You're like, you know what? You know what? F*** it. Yeah. Put an accent mark on the ote. Right? On, on Now's the, the time. Yeah. Dude, there was one guy on our trip. He is, uh, he's the other like single dude, whatever. You know what, Mike? Or Matt, uh, F ate that. I shouldn't use his last name. Okay. I'm not positive what the man does for work or what he was, what he was doing. Fair enough. But he is, he's kind of like me. He's the other single dude. He's probably a priest. Has no <laughs> tattoos. And I, all, all night, I was kind of winding him up. Like, come on, man, let's just go get one. <laughs> yeah, you definitely would have gotten the coyote. Everyone be like, why is there an accent over there? Oh, it's like, I'm the coyote, man. Yeah. And I- <laughs> I'm thinking like one of those big, like, looping chess pieces like the uh what's that called like a uh, part of a circle you know yeah like the opposite of thug life right because that arches yeah. up yeah, over arches up, yeah down arch across the collar collarbone yeah. yeah yeah and it's usually like somebody's last name <laughs> yeah totally that'd be fun though shirtless what's up coyote mm-hmm. why you call me that like it's tattooed on your chest man <laughs> oh fair enough <laughs> <laughs> also you have never seen a happier i was so proud of myself for making that damn train Right, because everybody's like, "You're doing what you're leaving, dude." And we're out in the backyard playing flip cuff, like, and then it like uh, when it's like an hour, I go, "All right, let's go." 
I got to get on this train. Yeah, boom. And, and then I was a little nervous because, like, as you get to the train station and you've left the other six dudes you've been playing Flip Cup with, you realize these people haven't been playing Flip Cup and they're not buzzed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then I was like, play it cool. So I sit in my car and then I get up right after we start moving. And the lady behind me, very nice. She wasn't mean about it. She just looks up at me over the seat because I'm kind of like messing with my luggage. She goes, hey. I was like, yeah. She goes, at the back of this car, there's a spot to put your luggage. And then if you go and you just keep walking, you'll find the bar car. I was like, thank you. Well, dude, Red yeah. situation. well, dude, it's funny, you know, you, you gave some good advice, like, what was that, a week ago or so, you and I are on this uh, text thread called The Thread, and it's it's four of us, and, I mean, basically, same feeling, like, when you leave your friends, and all of a sudden, you're drunk in a train station, well, our friend was way too high in an airport, and yeah. he's freaking out, sending all these texts to The Thread, and then you're just like, calm down, breathe, big fella, <laughs> and literally, he's just like, thank you. <laughs> yeah. I was telling somebody, I was like, right, it's like three and a half hours, and I was like, like first hour, it's like, we can have one beer in the first hour. Same in the second hour. And then it was like a third hour, it's like, all right, we can, we can have a couple. And I was so, like, paranoid. I was like, hey, man, do you guys have, like, rules, like a wedding? Like, if I order, like, a jack, do I have to get it on ice? Or just, like, can I get it with one ice cube? And he goes, do you want a shot, man? I'll just give you a shot. This is on the train? Yes. <laughs> I was like, yeah, man, I'll just take a shot to beer. Like, are, we, are we in international waters? Are we cross state lines here? Well, it's just so much different than the airplane. Like, literally, I walked up 10 minutes beforehand. They check your ticket and go, all right, all the way, make a left. Yeah. Cross the yeah. tracks. Yeah, that's true. I don't know, like, yeah, I guess it's probably, I mean, pretty hard to take over a train. And then even if you do, like, all you really can do is to keep it on its tracks or take it off, you know? Probably tough yeah. to even take it off the tracks, realistically. I mean, it happens, but it's pretty rare. Yeah, and I feel like after September 11th, like, it just... I don't know. There, there's that story of the two American uh, uh, servicemen that are on like that train. They made a whole movie out of it, and they stopped a terrorist on the train, like in somewhere in France. Oh or something. yeah, I feel like I vaguely remember hearing about that. Yeah, but you're right. I feel like I feel like airports are the main, and for a good reason, are the main worry. Yeah. Well, and like yeah, just the fact you can get up and move around on the train. <laughs> It is nice. Yeah, and like the scenery, too. I mean, between here and Portland, it's awesome. It's beautiful. You're basically looking at water the whole time. Mm-hmm. The yeah. Couple, yeah, there was a couple across from me that were like that Instagram couple. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, they just, they didn't talk much, and like, they, like, he was as, he was as good looking as she was, if that makes sense, right? They're, and then, like, as soon as it, like, got, you know, like, opened by the sound and stuff, like, he posed and she posed, and they didn't interact a ton. But they were just beautiful. <laughs> they were. That's what I was like. I think this might like in my head. This is what they're doing it like to the side of me. And I'm like slowly sipping my beers going, is this one of those people? Is this do they just travel? Is this part of their thing? So, well, yeah, that's the that's the whole I mean, thing, too, with like the modern day selfie circus, you know, is I feel like it seems like it's more important to them to look like they're having a good time than to actually have a good time. And that frustrates me. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, people legit like they just and. Look, I'm not going to hate on them, right? I make a living talking. Like, people go, what do you do for a job? I go, I BS. <laughs> yeah. But there's some people, like, they just travel around, especially those couples. And that's, I mean, they're, I guess you call them influencers. But they're good-looking people that travel. Yep. Yeah. I just, I don't like how they'll sort of pose in one spot, take a photo with a bunch of friends like they're having an awesome time, and then just, like, go right back to quiet and just- On their phone, upload Mess it. with their phone. And it's just like, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like sometimes they're faking the funk which is not new news to anybody, but I do feel like when added to the collective uh, subconscious that is Instagram or, or Facebook, I feel like it sometimes has the effect of making other people feel like their lives aren't good enough or fun enough when in reality, you know, 
that moment wasn't as fun as maybe it looked. So I feel like it's a weird psychological disconnect that disproportionately hurts some people. That's my 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 well, my take. Right, and it works in other ways too. I mean, it's worked in Vegas, right? Like gambling's not even the big draw in Vegas anymore. Excuse me. Huh. Uh, no, it's it's cl- nightclubs and DJs, right? Mm-hmm. But there's a you know if you go to these massive clubs in Vegas, there's VIP rooms, there's cabanas, there's this and that. Now, some of these people are either rich or famous or maybe both, and they rent them. But a lot of them are just people that, like, that's what they're spending their money on. You know what I mean? And they'll use credit cards to rent it on a cabana. But it's like, like I think social media is like, well, if you're not doing this, you're not having enough fun. And people feel that urge. They have to do that. Yeah, totally. You know? Speaking of, three of my roommates from college, when they were, like, 24, tried to get me to go with them to Vegas. And I knew one of them was an investment banker. One's an accountant. And I was like, hmm. I don't think this trip is for me, boys. And one's a teacher, right? Yeah. So they want to go to a pool party. So they go to a pool party. I want to say it was at the MGM, but I'm not sure. Some big pool party. Uh, yeah, whatever. Web Republic's there too. Yes. And one of my friends, he rarely drinks, but when he does, this dude goes wild. And he went off at the pool party. And the thing is, like, you know, he, he's a full time uh, accountant uh, at a big four. So, like, he's got some cash. The investment banker dude has some cash. But the teacher, the public school teacher, he's just along for the ride. So they end up spending, I kid you not, $19,000 at a pool party. Like, to give you a visual, okay, there's these drinks there that are giant O's, right? Giant cir- plastic circles with some something red in them. They're $36 a piece. My friend just swims over to the side of the pool, grabs two of them just to dump them on himself. <laughs> <laughs> And he's spending enough money, they don't care. Yeah, he's just setting money on fire. And so at the end of the trip, like he sent me a screenshot of their text thread of like how they're going to split the bill or whatever. Oh, wait, now the teacher has to split it? The three P dude, the teacher was the one who wanted to go to the pool party in the first place. And they're like, all right, man, if this is what you want to do, this is how we're, you know. And so, yeah, it was just like basically the, you know, one of them trying to get out of it and the other two trying to make it equal. And I was just like, thank God I am not on that thread or on the hook for that responsibility. Like, I'm sure it was fun. Nothing to me, like, in, on a, as a pool party basis, is $19,000 fun. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. Yeah, my point is people run wild in Vegas. I'm yeah, pretty sure they right? didn't take a single photo for what it's worth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, it works. Like, people see other people and they get jealous. Oh, yeah, totally. Totally. God. I will say this. I just, I always say the caveat with, with Vegas pools. Like, Wet Republic is like a nightclub that, in it, is it a pool? Yeah, day clubs. Right? Yeah, but the... The MGM regular pool is awesome. Yes. I, I've only been there once. Yes. Yeah, my buddy Will, we went there for his bachelor party. I bitched and moaned all morning at, at, the, at the breakfast and everything. Like, oh, I'm not a big pool guy, this and that. They had to drag me out of there. <laughs> I mean, it is awesome. There's a lazy river. And like, right, there's like good looking Be- people. Beautiful women everywhere. Beautiful women. Sun's shining. Birds are chirping. Music is playing. There's palm trees moving in the yes. wind. These frozen drinks that are awesome. Yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. And just you just go, oh, yeah, just throw it on the room. Like, yeah. It's just nothing in the Buckets moment. Buckets of beer. I mean, it... Yeah, I know. <laughs> Apparently, the wind has a great pool and pool party as well. All right, I'm just, I'm just telling you, like, especially like, if anybody thinks, oh, I don't have the body for the pool. Like, I, trust me, I was, you know, probably 275 at the time, just as hairy. This and that. Like, go to that MGM yeah, get pool. Out there. You will have fun. Mm-hmm. Have you seen they're making Gene uh, uh, Speedos now? Yes, and it's going to be an issue. <laughs> what do you mean by issue? I feel like it's going to be a phenomenon. 
I I read an article today that it was like it is a phenomenon, and bros are already wearing them. Really? Yeah, and like they're showing up in places, and like other people are just kind of like it's too much. It's too much. No, dude, they'll wow. take off. I feel like jeggings were too much, but the jean speedo, it's like just fine. <laughs> I think it'll make it. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, you got to own it. That's for sure. Spe- but uh- as a man who spent a lot of time in speedo, I have no problem with it. So. We'll see. I wish you could get one, though, with, like, the um, – what are those things called? The dip, like, ring in the back pocket. That would be <laughs> oh, key for me. That would be awesome. <laughs> I will say, speaking of bros wearing stuff, uh, the <laughs> soccer league I play in, like, nobody knows what anybody does, right? <clears throat> so, like, some of the people I just found out, like, a couple of them are, like, doctors, oh. uh, a lot of IT kind of tech people. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, my buddy JP's like, a big financial guy or whatever. But, like – like uh, a few of us from my team went out to get a drink, and as we're having these beers, I'm like, I am the giant bro on the team. Your <laughs> team bro, right? Like one girl was talking about she had to take a new drug and it upset her stomach. I'm like, oh, new drug, and she's like, no, it's like a medication. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Jesus, man. Like, All right, let's pound some tall boys. Who's in? Cop, I shoot you not. We were at the nine pound hammer. I, I must have had four tall boys to rain here, and they all had like literally a beer. Hey. I was just like, I am the bro. One IPA. Dude, you got to play the part you're casting, man. <laughs> you're being team favorite isn't easy. Somebody's got to do it. <laughs> it's just funny because, like, and I wouldn't say Miles or Thriller bros either. I don't think anybody here really is at KSW, but it's a very dude environment. Yeah. You know I mean, like, Taryn's, like, the only woman on the staff. Yeah. Right? Or Vicky, sorry. Uh, Vicky, both, sorry. I always apologize. I always forget Both Vicky girls and Sarah. that, yeah, are, are as broed out as they come. I mean, they, they're, they have their feminine qualities that they wear well, but, like, hanging out with them, I talk to them like they might as well be dudes. Yeah. I will say, I think I, the one girl, she mentioned that she had been in Mensa. That kind of threw me off. Whoa. Genius society. Yeah, right? Right? Yeah. So then, uh, nonchalantly, she like puts her sweats away, and I just go, "Oh, hey, where'd you go to college?" And she kind of looks at me. And she goes, "Well, I went to Harvard." And I go, "Okay," because earlier in the day, she had on these like old school sweats, but I was like, "I'm pretty sure that's the Harvard like H." So then oh. she mentioned mentioned Mensa, and then I like nonchalantly, and she was like, "Why did you ask?" I was like, "Well, I saw your sweats. I figured it was Harvard." I was like, uh, "I know Somerville pretty well." <laughs> Shout out to Red Bones. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you said. I know Somerville pretty well. Yes. <laughs> what was I supposed to match with? I'm already bro. I was off. Dude, she I was don't... the striker, and I was offsides twice. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tedward. Yeah, right. Oh, you Love went it, to man. Harvard. I know a barbecue joint in the town next door. Yeah, I basically went there too. <laughs> Relatable material. I love it. <laughs> Ted, it's funny, man. Actually, um, I use like your your trick now, like all the time. So people will come to the popcorn shop, and I'm working down there, and uh, they'll, I'll try to figure out where they're from without them saying it. And usually, it's like a small team logo or like a little like somebody has like a little college like sticker or something. And dude, I've pulled some some pretty obscure mascots out of nowhere. Like, nice. How about how about this one? Oh, yeah, you love mascots, so I'll throw one at you. Try me. Richland. Richland? Or wait, sorry, I'm sorry. Richmond? Ri- Richmond. Oh, Richmond. yeah, the spiders. Yeah, dude. Okay, Too spiders. Easy. Yeah, so I busted that one out. I have no idea where it came from. And I was just like, oh, yeah, you guys, spiders? And they're like, yes, we are spiders fans. They're like, how do you know that? And I was like, how do I know that? How do I know? I was like, oh, 12 years ago when I went to Bermuda 
by, with, with my friend uh, on to backpack across the beaches. We met some girls in a bar at 2 a.m. They were from Richland or Richmond spiders and they were like wow pretty impressive but yeah, i just throw out real obscure mascots now yet to miss one yeah so. and people like it right that's what i'm saying yeah, it's like i've looked for something relatable yeah you know? she was like you really noticed the h on my sweats and i was like yeah and she was like these are kind of i was like yeah but they look gang like it was like she was trying to brag i'm just a college nerd was like oh she's wearing harvard sweats yeah <laughs> well and so many people too wear like harvard sweatshirts i feel like have become popular now Oh, so people, even you if you know didn't I mean? go there? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, that's kind of become a thing, which is mildly annoying, but, you know, whatever. And so she also, yeah. It's like, I think, was, some, I think sometimes, too, and Matt, I bet you get this, right? Like, every once in a while, you'll see a dude in the gym that's wearing, like, a sports shirt. But it obviously, it's like, you could tell it's like, that's kind of, that looks like official team gear. Yeah, okay, yeah. Because it just looks different. Yeah. It's a little subtle. or Yeah, that's how I mean? you could tell at BC we had separate, like, you have, you know, obviously there's college sweats and whatever, and then, like, the athletes have a very specific set, and so you could always tell if somebody plays sports. Yeah, I, um, I've i definitely seen that. I thought you were going to go the other way where it's like, that guy's not Kobe Bryant. <laughs> oh. He's <laughs> just wearing the jersey. <laughs> no, I was, just, I was just saying, I think sometimes you really can, like, I don't know how to explain. You're just like that guy. Like that guy or girl must have gone there. Yeah, they played at some point. Usually, usually I assume like yeah, they they played recently. Yeah. But if they were on the team still, they'd probably be working out at the college facility. That's a good point. That's a that's a very good point. It's true. Spring break. Yeah. Spring break. But yeah. How do you feel about wearing team gear that's not a team you support? It depends on the situation. All right, because I can always go back to I used to rock that Giants hat because I loved it. San Francisco Giants, or uh, yeah, San Francisco yeah. Giants that I bought in spring training with Cobb, but then the rivalry between the Niners and Seahawks got so intense in Seattle, I couldn't wear the San Francisco, I couldn't wear that uh, hat anymore. Well, yeah, it's tough with a rival too. I mean, I just feel like sometimes there are other reasons for having a, another team's logo on, so I don't disqualify it categorically. It depends on the situation dependent. I don't do it. I prob. Yeah, I mean, I don't do it. I understand the the style if it's matching your kicks. Like I get that that's a that's a thing for dudes to take their style oh, yeah. more seriously than I do. And I'm just like I yeah I barely wear Seahawks or Kings gear as it is. I just wear tank tops and cutoffs. Part of the reason I'm cheering for the Blues is to spite the Sharks because of you. Yes, the Sharks. Right. Well, that one didn't. There it is. Uh, yeah, I was, I was saying that the other day. So he's like, well, San Jose, I go, look, I have no reason to dislike San Jose Sharks. I go, but one of my good buddies is a super Kings fan, and he has instilled in me that he hates the Sharks. Yeah, That's how I am with, with Michigan, man. Go Buckeyes, baby. <laughs> I still have no reason that I hate Ohio State, but I do. You go hate Ohio it. State? I do. Uh, yeah. Their so, fans are pretty obnoxious, but, you know, it's all they've got, man. I, their fans are obnoxious. I've also heard, like, Go, maybe we've talked about this. Like, we got to go to a game in Columbus. I've heard oh, it's just hell awesome. Yeah. Dude, I got people in Columbus, man. We definitely should <laughs> go. Set. All right. Yeah. Columbus is legit, too. And, like, that stadium, I mean, the whole town revolves around the Buckeyes, period. Full stop. Yeah. Like, Austin, University of Texas is there, and it's a big dominant factor in the town. But, like, there's other stuff going on. Columbus, Ohio is Ohio State University. Doesn't, uh, isn't there a massive bodybuilding contest there every year, too? You brought that up last week. Yeah, yeah I still don't bad. know. So right. the Ar- we were talking about whether it's the Arnold Classic or the, the MetRx Arnold's World's Strongest in Man. 
But I think the Arnold's in California. That's what I thought it would be like Muscle Beach or like uh, Manhattan Beach or something like that. Are you looking it up, Ted? I am. Okay. Because yeah. I, I took a week and I haven't thought about it again since, uh, since yeah, right be, now. I wouldn't be shocked. Because I mean, other than that, they have the Columbus crew, right? Or had. They might be moving to Austin, I heard, but I'm not sure. And then the Blue Jackets. Yep. Which their arena district, pretty dope. Okay. Really cool downtown. Like, yeah, the Arnold Classic. Is in, is in Columbus, Ohio? Yeah. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah, man. That's why I was like, I'm pretty sure that's where it is. All right. What is, is that similar to Metarex World's Strongest Man, except it's like powerless? No, no, no. This is bodybuilding. Okay. So they're just going up there, not just. Fake tans and speedos. Right, right. Yeah. They're doing. They're serious. Oh, oh, oh. Fake tans, speedos, and posing. Oh, okay. Okay. Correct. So they're not lifting. Okay. I prefer Metarex World's Strongest Man, for what it's worth. We like just have the Africa brutes stone? picking up the gigantic rocks. Da- the Africa stone. stone? Yeah. The Atlas Stone is fun. I mean, Magnus for No, Mag- Atlas Stone is different. Atlas Stone, isn't that the ones where they get bigger? It's the big round ones? Yes, the big round ones that they have to put up on a pedestal. I'm talking about the Africa Stone. What's the Africa Stone? You've never seen the Africa Stone? Wait a minute, is that the one that's shaped like Africa? And they can pick it up and and walk around and carry it as far as they can. That one's pretty cool. They used to have one uh, back in the day where they would get in uh, little cars that were all like torn out. So it was just the shell of the car and would have straps and they'd stand up almost like a squat and then walk. Dang. Yeah, and they have like the bus toe. They have like where they throw kegs over like a bar. Oh, yeah. There's some real, yeah, man. There's some real Vikings. Who's your favorite uh, world's uh, strongest man? That's a good question. Mine's um, uh, Magnus for Magnus. Yeah, that's a classic. He's pretty solid. Um, dude, what was there? Was this Icelandic guy? Um, oh, was that? Uh, I'd have to look. I'd have to look through their faces. Too too much research for this cast. Maybe wow. I'll tell you next week. Yeah. I'd- I fell into it. I had no, yeah. I, I I thought you were joking when you were like agreeing with the name that Ted gave. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah me too. He's Icelandic. Magnus or Magnuson. <laughs> yeah. Um, dude, is that the guy? That might be the guy. Did you name. ever I watch see a it? photo? Remember oh, I, I did. I just don't remember any of the guys. I can't even remember the American Gladiators, and they had more of a persona. Like Nitro. Well, there was that one oh, American yeah. who was supposed to like change the game forever, right? Like Joe something or whatever from Massachusetts. Do you remember that? He was like a prodigy. I just remember the world's, the world's Strongest Man before, uh, before Metrics got involved. Like, when I was a kid, you'd come home in the afternoons, like ESPN would just replay them. Mm-hmm. So that's how I remember like, starting to watch it. Yeah, I remember it on ESPN like oh, 20 years ago at least. Matt, you're a professional trainer. Yes. What impresses you more? Like the definition of a bodybuilder or just the brute strength of the, like mm. the, the uh, you know, strong, strong man competitions? Um, man, I have a lot of respect for them both, you know? Um, yeah, I think the the human body is pretty incredible, just any way you slice it, and watching both of those is very impressive in their own way. It shows a lot of hard work and dedication over a massive amount of years. Um, and the, you know, the bodybuilders, like, I think it looks sick. I have a little bit more of that physique going, you know, and I'm like, word, respect, you know, and I don't see a lot of people, like, hating on them and, like, you know, labeling them as shallow or self-involved or whatever. And, you know, just knowing the amount of work that it takes, the amount of commit, like I just be living in a gym, you, you get a different respect for those guys. And you see the guys that are doing it and it's like, they're animals. Like, dude, you could insane. do that. Insane. Um, definition. Yeah. With my, yeah, I'd be in one of the super lightweight classes, but, um, yeah, I, I don't think I would, but, um, it's never like had an appeal to me, but I have a lot of respect for it. But on the flip side, like, those feats of human strength that those guys are are doing, like, while part of me is like, that cannot be good for your spine. Like, holy shit. I'm like, wow, that is so impressive. Like, and those guys, I should say, 
those guys know how to lift with their back rounded and brace properly and stuff. They are not like the people you see doing rounded back deadlifts at the gym on a Tuesday where it's like, ah, <laughs> like you could take 25 off each side if you just fine there. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so part of me, like when I watch it and think about it, it's like knowing what I know about optimal body mechanics when you're lifting heavy weights around and you know that's a highly highly trained skill set for them to do that and the the physics of it are just crazy it's yeah but those guys are they're all beasts like yeah, yeah I, I have nothing but respect for for whatever way thing of that you know they're pursuing and yeah and you're right i should maybe i phrased it wrong because it's just impressive in general that either one of those people like that you can get your body that for some of the bodybuilders, how big they are and how defined they are. Yeah, there's guys that are twice my size with less body fat than me. Yeah, it's obscene. It's like what? Yeah, and I think Ronnie Coleman's like our height. Yeah, yeah, right? I know. Well, um, well, Ronnie Coleman's the poser guy, though, right? And not, not I'm sorry, that came out wrong. He's one who poses on stage. Yes. versus one who yeah, right the, versus the strong. Yeah, man. and um, you know. There's definitely, um, I think some bodybuilders, like a lot of bodybuilders, you know, there's, yeah, it's, it's like, I think they do, you know, there's like natural competitions for guys that aren't on juice and then, oh yeah you know, like, and, but even with steroids, like the amount of hard work, like you don't just take steroids and wake up looking like that the next day. Yeah, That's what totally. people don't get. Like I, the, you still got to go lift. The physique's cool to look at, but when I see stuff like that, I'm really respecting the commitment over years and years and years because as someone that's done it, I just appreciate it and like they've taken it to a different level than I have. Um, but yeah, I just, I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, man. Like that's a, that's a really impressive feat that you've done and like. Yeah, give, give it up to him. So shout out to Eric, who works out at Fitness 19 in Ballard. He was just uh, took one of the medals over at the Emerald Cup in Bellevue a couple weeks ago, and he's been oh, in nice. there training. And he's just, like, super positive, encouraging everyone, doesn't wear headphones, like... Oh, boy, Grunting, doing the whole... Just a force of personality, and, like, you hear him grunt, and you look at him, and you go, wow, that's, I, that's all right. Uh, you know, and, like, he's <laughs> smiling at everybody and encouraging everybody, and, like... Working in on people, but not being a douchebag about it. Like it's very is. I love seeing him in there. Um, and yeah, it's like that's my experience with bodybuilder. Yeah, it's weird too because right, I have very few experiences with bodybuilders, but they're always very nice. Like, and you always hear about roid rage, but I feel like that's mainly football players. Yeah, I think like maybe they're just ragey already. And I'm not saying steroids won't make you won't make you more aggressive. I'm just saying it is like I don't know. Football players in general are just a more aggressive bunch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're also like directly competing in physical contact with other people versus like, you know, with bodybuilding, you're a little bit, a little bit more on your own in terms of like the roid rage thing. I mean, their testosterone is likely to peak even more, but also, yeah, with like steroids, not, excuse me, doing the work for you. That's something I always try to remind people about when we're in a conversation about like Lance Armstrong. It's like, look, clearly on EPO, but so was everybody else. So was everyone like, else. That dude is still a, a phenom. I mean, he was a phenom athlete growing up, triathlete, you know, and he has a giant heart. And, like, yeah, he cheated. He lied about it. Shouldn't have. I'm not defending him in any way. But I think it's also notable to say, like, he also happens to be a phenomenal athlete plus the steroids to become the best in the world. Well, I, not steroids. Look, sorry, I EPO. won't argue that everybody else was cheating. He was just also a phenomenal asshole. 100%. That's what I hear. 100%. Like, he is one of the few people when I got into radio that like, almost everybody you talked to was like, Jesus, he is awful. 
Well, I've also and heard the stuff yeah, he would the sport, do too. within the sport, right? That's why Lance Ar- Lance Armstrong. I think people were so happy to kind of see him finally fall a little bit because it was just like we all know you're lying, but to be an ass as you're lying is like next level. Well, and dude, here's the poetic part about it. You know, you and I have talked about this in relation to one of our friends specifically, but for a lot of people, <clears throat> you know, their greatest strength also carries with it their Achilles heel and. For Lance Armstrong, what's interesting is like, so this guy has like extreme goal-seeking behavior, right? Incredible ball drive from a psychological standpoint, really wants to achieve whatever he's doing. So he goes, he he competes in a bunch of Tour de France's, he wins a couple of them, leaves the sport, and then like a couple years later gets the itch, decides to come back, can't get there, uses EPO, and that's when he gets caught. And so what's crazy to me about that is like he could have just walked away He's got four of them or whatever, you know, I don't know the number, but he's got a couple of them, lived the rest of his life, probably never would have been questioned. But his personality type would not allow him, while he still had the power in him, to walk away on top. And it's like, you know, every strength carries with it like this little, you know, the other side of the the yin-yang, like the, the little Achilles heel. And for him, like, that happened to be his undoing. It's what got him to the dance, and it's also what destroyed him. So... Pretty interesting when you look at people's strengths and weaknesses. Something to think about. It is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it's, I think it's true deep? for most people. Yeah. No, I mean, I look, I run into it, right? Like, one of my great, greatest strengths is being nice and kind to people and having empathy for them. But also, sometimes, you know, when it comes to business worlds or stuff, like, you, you, you can't be that nice. You can't be honest with everybody. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. everybody's playing their cards. So that, while it's a strength in, in certain ways, and I don't think it's a bad thing, but just, like, I have learned the hard way, like... Well, yeah, you know, and as your friend, yeah, we've watched that. You. We've watched that come back to bite you a couple of times. Yeah, you know, and like as far as psychology, yeah, it's being high in agreeableness. You know, so like wanting, like one being trustworthy, but two, like wanting people to like you. Generally, being like a people pleaser, not wanting to upset people, things like that. I'm sort of the same way. Yeah. So yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> strengths, weaknesses. Strengths. Good, bad, dark, light, evil. What are your strengths? Good. What are your weaknesses? <laughs> Do you love? Do you hate? Do you hate to love? Do you love to hate? Did you blow a dude when you were 12? All right, Matt, we've got to it. I'm going to call you Mike a thousand times tonight for some reason. Because oh, I, I did. Yeah. <laughs> I just dropped that on call before we turned the mics on. It was about something else. But, yeah, I just did it very nonchalantly. And I... Time out. If we're going to tell a story and be honest, Matt, you're, you're uh, not an aggressive man, but you never wear sleeves. You're in great shape. Yeah. It's just the way you looked at him and he just said, have I ever told you the story when I sucked a dick when I was 12? Like, oh. <laughs> Studio's quiet. I'm sitting here trying to write the intro. And he just comes out white hot and punches me in the face with that. Yeah, I wanted to save it till the mics were on, like for a cop topic <laughs> or something. you too excited? And I just, yeah, I just, I forgot. I had a different train of thought and it was like, that started with it. So I just like. Dropped it on you in a very, like, yeah, casual manner. <laughs> I was like, oh, sh-. yeah, I forgot. Yeah, you, you say something like that, you might get a reaction. So what's the story? We got to know. Oof, man, you know, I was always a horny kid playing doctor, you know, with the girls down the street or whatever. Love and, it. like, just, just doing all that stuff. And, yeah, somewhere in that kind of experimentation, that kind of happened. With, with dude that Like, we look at his dad's porn and, like, play doctor with their chicks, too. It's just like, you're 12, you don't know what the hell's going on. And... So I actually repressed it into a like pretty intense psychedelic experience, like knocked it loose, and I was like, "Oh wow, yeah, wow, okay, wow, weird that I, you know, had a um, sent like I, I had such a negative uh, connotation with that." 
that with that I, experience, I, that, yeah, that I held it in for so long. Like you know, it was a, it was just like mutual experimentation. I wasn't taking advantage of or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and but like I said, it, it just repressed it for a long time. And then when it came to me, I was like, "What the hell do I care about?" You know what I mean? Like, and part of me wondered, like, is there some sort of like homophobic underlying like feel of like, "Oh, I don't want people to think that I'm gay or whatever." And it's like, I I know pretty damn well I'm not. Like, <laughs> tried it, wasn't for me. Um, but yeah, so I just kind of. But that is still part of it. I mean, uh, even as we advance and people are more comfortable with gay people and, and transgender and this and that, I mean, it's still part of it, right? Your whole teenage life is like everybody using the other F word, this or that. So you could, you kind of had to repress it because it would have been like, oh man, am I? What yeah, does that's that true. Make sort me? of a fear based, <clears throat> excuse me, fear based reaction. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird how we, how we repress different stuff. And I would venture to say that most people listening to this have had some sort of a very bizarre sexual experience yeah. at some point. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, you know, we're, it's wired into us. We're, we're, bizarre is not even the right word. Non traditional. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of, you know, yeah, sexual memories and shame and guilt. Like the way that we talk about sex in this country, you know, um, I think it's just pretty makes it makes it weird for yeah. things like that. Puritanical you know what I mean? Roots. Like and I've talked about it and people yeah. don't. Like, hey, remember, repress it. Do not speak on it. But we will use it to sell everything we can to you. Yeah. Dude, that's oh, dude. What, we were t- talking about. Sorry, that's fine. We were we were effing talking about that, right? How they, um, how they take stuff away from you and then sell it back to you. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, sexuality number one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just kind of a weird thing that I, you know, ultimately I don't want to make light of it, but I do it. It's my story. It's my experience. So I can't. I'm not making light of anyone else that's dealt with feelings of shame and guilt, regret. From those, from a similar experience, which when you start running your mouth about it, which I I have, and like you're, you, you might be the the twentieth person I've told or something like that. You know, like friends, people that I just trust, mm-hmm. and like I wanted to save it for the cast. You would have found out sooner if I wasn't like, oh, someday's gonna ask a cop topic, and I'm gonna get to drop that one. But I just <laughs> accidentally just let it out earlier. But that was funny. Um, and as long as you're being honest, like full disclosure, like as open as we are about things, like I'm not gonna lie, like we still laughed. Yeah. Oh, right. yeah. I mean, part of it's the way you brought it up. But like, right? We still laugh. You know, I, yeah. I was laughing because you just shotgun shot me with that. About right? it. I don't think sound. one of us is going to get drunk and be like, "Oh, well, you know what Matt did," and like really bust his chops about yeah, it. But like, when he zero. said it, it's like, yeah, yeah, that yeah, was and, funny. And then so when I thought of it and it came back to me, it was a very, you know, I was in a very free state of mind, not judging myself or anything, and just accepting things for how they are. And it was like. Okay, cool. Yeah, that happened. And then I definitely quickly saw the comedic value in it. And I don't want to, like I said, it's my story. I don't want to, in a public form like this, I don't want to be overly crass about it in case other people have difficult feelings about similar things or whatever it is. But in my case, when I'm telling, you know, my, like, yeah, I just crack jokes about it when, when it comes, you know, when it comes up and I'm with people that I trust, um, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where we were going with that, but it was, Have I was we, like, oh, yeah, we should talk about that on the cast. And then I just waited for a moment. to. We've talked about the Kinsey scale, right? I'm not sure. But what I was going to say is what's also interesting with that is when you release it, it also no longer has any sort of power over you, which is interesting. I'd always heard that, but that's a really good example of that. Like when you actually put it out there, it's like, yeah, okay. And it's like, yeah, all right. I don't know. It takes away any sort of power or shame or whatever. Yeah, nobody's, nobody's. What's the Kinsey scale? Yeah, nobody's reacted poorly to that news or thought of me any differently, to my knowledge. It's just yeah. like, yeah, it was 
20 years ago now. The Kinsey scale, which, frankly, I, I kind of agree with. It's just, like, basically it's a scale of sexuality, right? So, like, zero would be exclusively heterosexual, right? The six would be exclusively homosexual. But most of us are somewhere in that scale, right? Whether you yeah. want to admit it or not, right? Like, uh, you know, like, like we've talked about before about transsexuals, right? Like, transsexuals aren't out there for, uh, for exclusively homosexual males. Like, right. transsexuals, like when you see them in porn and stuff, that's mostly sh- quote-unquote straight guys that watch that stuff and like it. So there's a scale, right? Like, some people probably are it's exclusive. Like a spectrum, yeah. Right, it's, right. It's like a spectrum, you know. So some people probably are 100 percent one way or the other. But most of us are somewhere in the middle there, or somewhere on that scale. Well, and that's with um, like almost all personality traits as well, and with like I mean, almost every human dimension exists not in a binary form, but in like a in, in continuum. A, a continuum. Thank you. Yeah, whether it's like the whether it's like the like you could take it to anything like the the length of your penis how well your eyesight how good your eyesight is how well your color delineation is the size of your muscles your empathy level your um, ability to read other people your intelligence whatever it's all spectrum political stance yeah so it makes sense then that the dimension of sexuality would also be a spectrum for people what's sad i think is that within our society you're right we do sort of like suppress Anything that is outside of the like gender binary, that's not the right term, the like um, binary uh, sexual preferences. Although less so now amongst females, I would say. Like more females that I'm meeting, yeah. I feel like are saying they're open to relationships with other females. I th- the transgender one is just always the one that I can't, I can't get past, right? Because at the end of the day, when you're talking about uh, you know, having bathrooms that anybody can use, these are people that are transitioning from one sex to another, right? It has no sexual this or that. But that's always kind of the argument is that, oh, those, those people transitioning are sexual demons and this and that. It's like, no, you probably watch a lot of tranny porn, so you can't see a transsexual person without sexualizing it. Yeah, projecting mm-hmm. your own bullshit onto others. One thing that's right. also interesting is that, like, everyone's worried like about the, the uh, are they all gender bathrooms or whatever, right? That's what you're talking about? Yeah. But, like, at everyone's house is a all-gender bathroom, yeah. in all fairness. You, know yeah. I mean? like, you don't have separate bathrooms at your house. So, maybe you should shut the <laughs> up. <laughs> All right. On a lighter note, it's like if we go out to dinner, right? Well, we can't order the same thing. And I and Miles brought this up before. It's like, well, we eat the same thing at home. Yeah, that's true. It is weird how yeah, once like one or two people, it, it's at least I still am willing to order, but it is a li- little bit of like a weird thing when everyone at the table orders the same thing. Yeah. Now look, I I would always order appetizers and share them, right? But I also have no issue. If we go, I don't know, to a place I know, and Matt gets maybe a chicken BLT wrap, the side salad. I'm not afraid to get the same one. That sounds good. Where, can we go? Is this, this is a real place? Because I need to dinner good. plan after this. It's very specific, but yes. Yeah, why is that weird? <laughs> right, but if like, right, if I was on a date, like I, that's just something that happens. Now, with that said, like if me and Taryn go out for a beer or something, not recently, she's pregnant, I get it. <laughs> she's a responsible mother. But like when Living we would, in the past, man. Right, I am living. But like when we would go out, she'd be like, I kind of want this, kind of want that. Like, dude, let's just order three appetizers and split it. Yeah. So like I'm saying, I'm good either way. But yeah, some people get really thrown off. Like I dated a girl who was like, we can't, we can't order the same dinner. Like why, why not? Because the restaurant staff's going to judge us for eating the same food. Yeah. And it's like. <laughs> What's the fear there, you know? Right. And that's another thing I would never say because I would want to stay in this 
quote unquote relationship I'm in. I'm, I'm saying this, I'm not in one, but like, like you know what? You let's have we both order burgers. I'll get the fries. You get the salad. There you go. Compromise. Wow, we both Shared we both size. know who's eating those fucking fries. <laughs> Dude, we throw out a lot of unsolicited relationship advice. I, I mean, I'm I'm as guilty yeah. as you are, but God, I just hope we haven't like severely messed up anyone's relationships. You know what I mean? Like, okay, here's a real question: Do you guys think we've had a net positive or a net negative effect on romantic relationships of people who listen to this podcast? Positive. Yeah. Net positive. Yes. Yeah. Old Ted Smith. I Net agree. Positive. I'm biased because the best romantic relationship of my life came as a result of this podcast. Okay. But, you know, we uh, we get emails from people, like, still. So people have heard us giving advice, and then they still email in for more. So clearly, other people that... What if they do it for a laugh? It's not like we're just throwing <laughs> out sage wisdom that's here. That's part of the reason they might... But also, that's not... Like I said, like I probably wouldn't bring this up at dinner, but I'm just saying it's easier, like... Let's, let's just both get the burgers. I know you want the fries. Like, I can't say you want the fries because then that would be a fight. Right. You get the fucking salad, I'll get the fries. Yeah. And I don't care. Eat them. You want to eat half my well, fries? She's not hungry. Eat them. What is that? She's not hungry. For friends, for. She's going to get the salad and she's going to eat your fries. Call me a toxic masculinity person. <laughs> you if she's a female, she wants fries. Yep. I'm sorry. It's like it's like a dude that doesn't want to. I don't. I'm trying to think. Like, I'm doesn't so, want what? Ted <laughs> yeah. doesn't want what? Chicken I, wings. Oh, I <laughs> or a tender. I had my hand over that face. I thought you were going somewhere else there. Yeah, I thought oh. so too. Oh no! I was just trying to make a comparable <laughs> food of like guys always eat. How dare you? Did you see my Instagram <laughs> post where I was like, my shirt said protein, punk rock, and pull ups, and then I posted a selfie with it, and I was like. There's only one awesome thing that starts with the letter P missing from my shirt. And then, like, out of the caption, it's like, paint in the grass, get your tickets to KI. Oh, I did see that. That was pretty good. Powerful. Yeah. Pineapple. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Uh, Before we get to emails, we're going to have to take a quick break. I got to pee. Go. All right. (laughs) Are we back? I believe so. Let me zoom in and double check. We sure are. All right. Nice. Professional. Cobb, do we have some emails? Consummate professionals. Oh, yeah. We've been getting slammed. Um, uh, Stadium High School. Did I do this one? Yep. yep. Never mind. Did that one. Uh, I, know, I have a – my system is squish mitten. No. That title has no real meaning, just my favorite slang for a vagina. You guys talked about Hardy Bucks, and that show is pretty funny. But, oh, nice. Uh, have you guys checked out Letter Kenny? That show is awesome. No. And look, uh, Webster last year at the Camp Cash Bass was telling me about it. Like, I got to get on that show. It's like Canadian. It's supposed to be phenomenal. Cool. Nice. Uh, also, uh, can I just say when I listen to your podcast, or more specifically Cobb, I don't know if I spelt that right. Uh, you did not. I just feel smarter. Absolutely. Dope, dude. Thank you. I appreciate that. I uh, don't know what it is, but after he finishes talking, I want to rub my chin and say, indeed. Uh, <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Indeed. Do you, so well, I guess I'm putting this out as a hypothetical to someone that emailed, but do you hear his voice guide your decision-making processes? Because I do. If you, if you do, it's a, oh, yeah, I forgot you hate compliments. But, yeah, I'll hear you be like, come from a place first to understand, then to be understood. <laughs> and, like, come from a place of love, not fear. And just, like. That's true. You know that's not mine, Those though. are things that aren't yours, but you, you're the one who said it to me. I hear them in your voice all the time and it nice. makes my life better. So thanks. Dude, hell yeah. I'm glad I could help. 
Um, as the great mind of our time, Joe Dirt once said, keep on keeping on, boys. From Jaden, a.k.a. Big Bird, a.k.a. Tungus, a.k.a. Mr. Leftward Sloping Penis. Except for my iPhone. Tungus? Uh, I'm not sure. Do you want me to go back into it? No, I'm sure it's just Tungus, right? Could be. From the uh, AMPM commercials? I don't know. Tungus is like this creature that he's got. He's, I think he's made of like all the stuff that AMPM sells. He's <laughs> like too much good stuff. Basically, I feel like Gritty from Philadelphia kind of ripped off Tungus. Oh, okay. I vaguely remember that. 90s? Uh, dumb no. Scar. Wait. This is recent? Oh, okay. Yeah. Wait, what's... Okay, I'm just going to look it up. <laughs> Tungus? AMPM. Oh, no. That's coming on Tunguska. Just look up Tungus, get close enough, and then just put in AMPM. He's like the mascot for him. And this is re- a recent marketing campaign. Wow. Literally never seen that before in my life. They've been doing it for like 10 years. He looks like... Okay. um. Like a Where the Wild Things Are character, but made out completely out of consumer packaged goods. Right, because like his hair is like red vines or something, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. His beard is Cheetos. He's got some hot dogs on his chest. It's a pretty good little character. Yeah. That would be a great Halloween costume. And he's got a funny, like. You'd have to be committed hard. And he's like, Tung- I'm Tungus. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He's Kinda awesome. Kind of looks like a Muppet. Dude. Oh, dude, somebody did do it as a Halloween costume. Look at this kid. He's got a fry for his uh, mustache. Wow, that's yeah, that's pretty special. Dumb scar. Uh, boy, do I have a great dumb story for a scar. I was about 12 to 13 years old, and we have a new neighbor, and he's going through the old sh- uh, shed that the previous person had left. He had a really dope basketball net. The type of basketball net where it, um, you stand into, oh, where it stands in like a tire that's filled with cement. You guys know what you're talking about, right? Say that again. Um, the, so he had a basketball hoop, and it was like one of those ones where the pole goes into the tire that's filled with cement. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. I mean, kind of like volleyball style. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's no real balance to this thing, right? A neighbor seeds me and decides to give it to me and my buddies. So we're taking shots on net, and we can see it going back and forward. It's not very solid. I wanted to be the cool kid. I decided to go grab a few bricks and a sheet of plywood uh, for the new neighbor's um, uh, for the new neighbor's shed to be closer to the rim so I can dunk on it. So later on in the day, my babysitter's on her way. As I see her coming down the street, I know this is my chance to pull off a sick dunk. Mm-hmm. So I do. But I keep hanging from it all the way to the ground, smashing my hand. I'm in a huge panic and proceed to rip my hand from underneath this rusty, now oval-shaped rim, 18 stitches down my index finger, and a Y-shaped mess on the top of my major. Looks cool now. So yeah, much love, much love from Montreal. Terry, the French Canadian. Montreal. That is awesome. Yeah. Dang, I didn't know they That's were bumping us in Montreal. Yeah. That's pretty dope. Yeah, and he has the na- first name of one of my favorite soccer players of all time. Terry Henry. Yeah, TT. Uh, hey, guys, this isn't a great story, but it is ironic and timely. I recently bought a tractor to help tame our property. Mm, must be a nice piece of property. I've been so excited to get out and start using it, and finally had a bit of time last weekend uh, it came with an attachment, attached implement that I wanted to switch out. I learned best by doing, so I figured out the pins I had to pull and remove them. Then I tugged and tugged and pulled and yanked uh, the PTO off, and as soon as it was uh, off, the top bar of it came down on my finger and crushed it. I knew it was broken as soon as I lifted the bar off my finger, but I didn't want to waste the rest of my day, so I put some Neosporin on the nasty gash and had my 11-year-old help me wrap it up. No one else would even look at it. I finished uh, working outside, went kayaking, well, kind of more like sitting in a kayak on a lake, and then decided to go to the ER because it just wouldn't stop bleeding. The cut was to the bone, and the finger was shattered. 
So a painful shot of antibiotics and a surgery later, I'm now wrapping my arm-length cast in a plastic bag to take a shower. The irony is, is that I teach safety and health to farmers. I kept pictures for future trainings. Huh. Ted, I hope you had fun in Portland. I was hoping you'd make a pit stop down here. Love you guys. XOXO. Dom. Dom. How's he say? <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah. I had a feeling we were going to get emails like that when you did the Cobb topic. <laughs> Never got to air this on the men's room, but here's my scar story for the greatest podcast in all the land. All, all the, the land. land. Seven years back when I was in LA, I was in a party bike ride, complete with sound trailers and tall bikes, uh, that ran into another party ride bringing the total to around two to 300 people. We ended up at some empty field where one of the group made a 12-foot diameter bonfire and put fences over it so we could run over it. What? Are they talking about, like, chain-link fences on top of a fire? I guess. Uh, being the genius I am, I decided to bike over it instead. Uh, looked for the side that overlapped and went for it. In theory, this should have worked, except these guys weren't exactly civil engineers, meaning the fences <laughs> collapsed right when I got halfway over, ending with me falling into the fire. I wasn't the only casualty, but was the one that stopped the entire party. Ended up with, like, looks like a bear or tiger slash marks all over my left arm. Yukemi saved my bacon. Could have ended up much worse. Oh. <laughs> Happy 260th, guys. And that Kevin guy sounds awesome. Bacon. <laughs> you on a fire, dude. That's like some awesome. I love like I don't know. I love at home like movie stunt type I type stuff. Love like, the in theory this should have worked. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like how that he suddenly goes. They, they weren't civil engineers. Yeah, <laughs> hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah. Speaking of, I went on a, a date with a civil engineer last night, and like, man, that's a crazy job. You never really think that much about. I don't know for me anyway. It's like, yeah, wild. Yeah, you've helped me gain an appreciation for jobs that I don't even think exist. Yeah, man. Everything <laughs> people are out everything's there doing done some, by people. Some cool, wild stuff. Mm-hmm. I will say, and, and most of us, I feel like, for some reason, nonchalantly always kind of downplay our job. Well, I think th- I agree with you. I think, though, that's because when you can do something well, it doesn't seem like as big of a deal versus like something that's totally new. You know what I mean? If you do a 10 heart surgeries a day for 20 years, it's just like, man, it's just another heart surgery. It becomes, what's that called? Like the, not hedonic adaptation, but I don't know. It becomes like more run uh, of the mill. familiarity breeds contempt or whatever. Yeah, more run of the mill. It's like just your day-to-day kind of quotidian thing. And so for you, like talking on the radio, you don't get excited to come into work. And t- I mean, it's a cool job. Right, it's a great not job. not every day you're like, oh my God, like today's, today's the day, man. I'm going to go talk on the radio. But it probably was your first day. Sure. So, same type of thing. Like when you mentioned, it, it's like, yeah, talk on the radio, and it's yeah. Well, that's like that's like some of the people in this league. Like they're like they nobody's bragging. Or she, I was asking, like, how did you meet your ex husband? Like, well, I met him, in, met him in Mensa. Like, she wasn't bragging that she was in Mensa. It just she's like, and I was like, oh yeah, like. So that's what I'm saying. I don't know. Seems like it's just an inert thing. Like if you just do it every day, people are just kind of go, oh, all right. Because I was having drinks with another mutual friend of ours that has a, another awesome job, and he was kind of like, man, ten years ago, if you had told me I was doing this, because I just don't feel like doing it tonight, and I was like. Yes, but it's because we do it all the time. Right. Still work. Yep. Well, look at Lance, right? To him, I mean, he's a fireman, right? Now, he's still going to get fired up if it's like a big fire, right? And they're actually fighting fire. Yeah, because most of the time, you're just running help calls and EMT stuff. But, you know, for Lance, like, after a while, it's like, hey, that's what he does. Hangs out in a firehouse all day. Like, it's his job. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, totally. Sounds awesome, though. It does sound (laughs) awesome. I would love to go fight a big fire. It'd be fun. Oh, I'm good on that. Really? 
Like oh, I'd hop awesome. in a cop car and go like like I've done ride alongs, but like like running into a building on fire, it's like mm, I don't know about that one. I mean, if I had some training in the gear, I could see it being a pretty intense adrenaline rush. Yeah, I think I I'd think go rubber fun. bullet shootout. Oh, I'd so much rather be in the fire than be engaged with another person. Oh yeah. In terms of like a yeah, shootout or something. I don't know if I could put somebody down with a rubber bullet. <sighs> that might be kind of I could see that being satisfying, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, man. Is that that, I mean, it's just it's just next level paintball. What if that? What if they died though? Because that yeah. happens too. Non lethal use of force. Yeah, I feel like that's more beanbag rounds. Yeah, or those sticks that bounce. You know oh. those I'm talking about? They're yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. I I don't know if I could. Yeah. How do you have you guys ever? I, God dang it! I forget. Sometimes I forget we're on the podcast. But like, have you guys ever thought about killing someone? How that would feel? <laughs> yes, and it yeah. terrifies me. Man, I don't know. What about like in a war scenario? Well, I mean, look, that's why militaries are set up the way they are. Like, I don't think the human brain is super meant anymore for killing other humans. So, like, that's part of the reason, you know, if you go into a branch of the military, like, they got to break you down to build you up because that needs to seem like second nature. It's not a big deal, mm-hmm. right? And for a lot of people, especially if you're in a combat zone where that is happening, like, while it's happening, it's what you've been trained for. It's what you do. It's your job. That, that's why so many vets suffer when they get home. Because now it's like, oh, man, like I took a life or I shot a bullet at somebody or I saw my buddy die next to me or. Yeah, you have the time to dissect it. Right. This is in the moment. As opposed to just, right? It's more like a, what do they call it? Reticular activation system. No, it's like whatever's like automatic, your automatic instinctual behavior. Yeah. Like, I mean, what's, you've trained on and trained on. What's the old saying? Like, like, like people go for like a year or whatever, right? It's like the most dangerous month is the first month you're there and the last month you're there, right? Because by the last, like the first month, you're not positive what you're doing. The last month, you're kind of checked out so you're not as on your p's and q's oh yeah that's a good call i could totally see that yeah i think yeah and that's with the training too i know like that was one reason i had heard i guess george could probably give us more insight on this but one one thing i had heard was good call part of the reason why the u.s military is so effective is because humans have a natural inclination to shoot above their targets heads rather than shooting the target so they, we pull up slightly, and it's subconscious, pull up slightly and put a bullet over their head. And the U.S., I don't know how they do their training, but it's meant to bring that down so they're hitting you know, chest shots and whatever. And because of that, I don't know at what time they switched over, but I know it was previous to Vietnam that the U.S. casualty ratio, whatever they call that, went went up dramatically where like the number of US soldiers that were dying relative to the enemy was way higher cuz every guy in the you know platoon or group or squad or whatever were all like actually shooting to kill versus you know 10% before or something like that. Yeah. Huh. So I don't know. That's something. Anyway. You brought us here. Yeah. yeah. I know. Think about killing someone. Uh, oh. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> One cloudy day in the last two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Could you take a man's life? How about with a bow and arrow from four feet? <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you how many times last week I, people were like, yeah, I heard some of the podcasts, listened to the whole thing. I'm like, have you got to emails? He killed a bear within <laughs> 10 feet with a bow. Dude, I've gotten so much mileage of it. I've retold that story six times yeah. last week. How about uh, one mileage. day? I told that story the next day, and Robin uh, from the men's room, she goes, what kind? And I go, dude, just a normal, you know, bow. She goes, what kind of bear? <laughs> <laughs> Did you know me? I was already doing the motion. Yeah. Just a normal bow, it's dude. A compound bow, bro. Yeah, compound, <laughs> normal compound bow. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, are we good on emails? We are good on emails. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt. Let's check in. Hey, What's good? What's Matt? Whoa. 
Uh, before we get to what's happening, hey, hey what's good? What's man? Whoa. Check out what's happening. Hey, hey what's good? What's man? Whoa. Uh, before we get to what's happening, hey, hey what's good? What's man? Whoa. Check out what's happening. Well, uh, yeah, I spent the weekend, as Cobb alluded to, hanging out with Lance. He had a long uh, bunch of days off from the firehouse, so I was up in Lake Stevens with him. Uh, let's see, Friday was fun. We were just hanging out. Uh, he taught me how to use the pole spear that he uses when he to like go pole or spear fishing. Saw that on the gram. Yeah, so fun. Um, yeah, that was fun to figure out. And then we uh, went and got dinner and played some darts at a, at a bar in Lake Stevens and just hung out with some townies that had some cool stories. Where and were we at? I can't remember the name. Was it a sports bar? Yeah. Was it Hawkeyes? Razzles. Was it? Razzles. Yeah. Dog, you know I've great times. The sriracha chicken bites or whatever they were called, like, were great. They were, yeah, they were chicken nuggets, but they weren't called chicken tenders or chicken fingers. They were called something I, else. I get it. Chicken right? bites. Yeah, there's a chicken bite. It's in the middle. Yeah, it was delicious. Um, and then played darts. I had the best game of darts in my life. Uh, that was it. Was just wild. I mean, like, because I was hitting what I was aiming for. Like, I've had good games of darts where I'm just kind of getting lucky each throw. This was like, oh, I've got 16 closed out and he doesn't. Like, triple 16, double 16, regular 16. Like, damn. Uh, Racking up points. So that was was pretty fun. Um, And then we had um, Saturday we went over to our buddy uh, Josh's. Um, who we went to Amsterdam with, so we, it was like a year since we were in Amsterdam, so we all just hung out and had a great great time in the sunshine, and then Lance and I were off to Fife to see Woodshed <laughs> at uh, Radfest at Louis G's. And, um, oh, nice. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Had a great time talking to the drummer of Juliet Tango. She just had an awesome story about how that band got formed, like her and her husband Back when he was still her boyfriend, she didn't even know drums, but he made her learn it because he lost another drummer because he just couldn't keep drumming in his band. And then um, they went down to South by Southwest, and she didn't even know drums like when they were leaving. Like taught herself on the dashboard on the way down, and went and just like had some kick-ass shows at South by Southwest, and like just crushed it. And then they got married on the way back in Las nice. Vegas because he was like, "I'm not losing another fucking drummer." That's, dude, that's actually pretty funny. Right? I was just like, that is a badass like rock and roll love story that I was happy to happy to hear. Uh, and so shout out to Juliet Tango. I didn't see their set, but I just loved that story. And I was like, yeah, I'll play. I checked them out. They sound dope. But uh, yeah, so check them out. Um, and then Sunday uh, was Mother's Day. We went over to my parents' house. The weather was actually, it cleared up. It wasn't supposed to be as nice as Friday and Saturday, but it was a great day out there on the lake. And um, I was happy it cooled off a little bit. Yeah, I was a little chilly, which is good because we were helping with like yard work around the house. You know, it's Mother's Day and mom likes to garden, but there's some heavy lifting and grunt work that comes along with that. So we were able to help out with that. Um, you know, jumped into the lake, went in the hot tub for a little bit and had some salmon for dinner and stuff. So I like how even on Mother's Day, I think it's like your mom, like, like is she exclusively eat salmon? Well, it's her day, yeah, but she yeah. basically exclusively eats salmon. But I just, certainly I just on Mother's Day, right. like, Tim went to the actual fish market down in Issaquah. Shout out to Gemini and got like big piece of king salmon and like some um, halibut, and they were both just like these awesome, gorgeous pieces. Like, wow, Mish grill it up. Oh yeah, yeah. And so it was a it was a 
high quality Sunday over there. And then, uh, yeah, I had we Tim made poke too with oh. the ahi that he got. He got a little ahi for poke, and then there's like I don't know asparagus and the usual like lots of sides to choose from. Nice. So, yeah. Oh, we we got to have another lake day this year. I just want to say, I gotta, we got to go over to that house, man. Yeah. I haven't been over in a while. And we got to update our picture. And we got to get my dad in here on a podcast. Yeah. So every Always time welcome. I see you guys, I'm like, we got to get out to the lake, guys. And every time I see you, I'm like, you got to get in for the podcast. Like, I'm, I'm doing Would my best be to po- mediate. Maybe this is too much. But what we could do, I do have a mobile podcast set up. We could theoretically podcast from the lake house. <sighs> just think about it. You don't have to answer now. Just think about it. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, that would could be too much pressure. But I don't know. We could be sitting sitting there drinking <laughs> beers, eating salmon, maybe some poke. You know, looking out at the beautiful lake, scrolls in bikinis on jet skis. I don't know. I don't know. These are the things that keep me up at night. Yeah, well, they're good things to think about. I have never not had a great time at that house. Accurate. It's an awesome place. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what, what, what it feels kind of like a resort, to be honest with you. It feels like a resort, and then just right. Like, I mean, sorry, man, not to. Gloat on your family, but like Matt's very nice and welcoming, but like his parents are both very nice and welcoming. And it is like one of the nicest homes I've been in, but you don't feel you don't feel like you're at somebody's nice home where you have to be like like, oh, I, I can't do this or I can't do that. You don't that. feel like you can't touch anything. Yeah, exactly. It's like get out of here, man. Let's have some fun. Yeah, the yeah. dogs help with that. The dogs yeah. really run that house. And my dad makes a lot of jokes about it. It's pretty funny. Like he's at peace with it, but he's gonna make his jokes. <laughs> does your dad do you does he still order fights? I never bought ESPN sometimes. Plus, so I haven't I haven't watched UFC in a while. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, sometimes, I mean, if we wanted to go watch one, he definitely would. But he no, 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 I know. I just I, I'm he just doesn't asking. go out of his way to check him out. He, he'd rather watch golf. Yeah. By the way, what's that cricket channel called? Willow. Willow. I mean, I got myself in an awkward conversation I couldn't get out of. Thank you, Willow. Yeah, Willow. Copy that. Don't forget uh, cricket World Cup coming up. Also, cricket World Cup, not a test match. Those are uh, one day forty overs. All right. Yeah. Huh. So it's a little it's longer than IPL, but it's not a test match. It lasts like three days. Have was, you decided on your international team? We have a team in the United States. They're not good. Oh, did you like my text? Oh. That, that license plate that I sent you? Oh, that was awesome. Yeah, that was tight. Did you see Mumbai Indians won this weekend? No. They won I the league. I was talking to two Indian guys the day of the game, but no. Yeah. They beat uh in a shocker the Chennai Super Kings. Mm-hmm. Every year it's the same two fing teams in the IPL. <laughs> Dude, I mean Super Kings, they were my number two when I was coming down to try to figure out, you know, which team I was going to go with. But ultimately, that license plate pushed me over. Punjab Kings 11 fan now. Woo! And we might get suspended. <laughs> <laughs> because one of our owners got caught with weed in Japan. Love it. What? Yeah, I'm like, all right, I'm fine with I it. I support that. Yeah. And I think Pun- I just found a team. I haven't even done any research. Frankly, oh. suspend us. We don't care. You're going to suspend us for weed? You're going to suspend us for being cool? And the state of Punjab, <laughs> the state of Punjab, uh, Punjab is like up north a little bit, so there's a little more alcohol up there and stuff. Like Punjab in its own, like that's the spot for It's going to be all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, I already gave a little shout out to uh, Lion Pride, but just want to say thanks again. Rich, always thanks for driving. And then also just a big thank you to the Tacoma Donkeys. Everybody had games they wanted to play on Saturday before I left. We made sure to get some flip cup in. Nice. Yeah. Uh, all right, I guess it's about that time. Boop, 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 Cobb Topic. Cobb Topic. So this one, I feel like you guys are going to feel like this is a little bit dark or maybe morose, but it's uh, germane. About to, killing a man. As I was going to say, it's germane to the killing a man conversation, <laughs> um, which is, I don't know, sometimes, like, so what is it? Like in um, like ancient Greece, they had like the custom of like they would get drunk and like basically consider 
death, like kiss death on the lips or whatever, and think a little bit about like the end of their life in terms of, and as a vehicle to appreciate the days in their life that they had left. So in that vein, uh, is that the right way to say that? In that vein? Yeah, in the same vein. Um, my question to you guys in, in the vein of appreciating our life and our upcoming summer and stuff is what would your last words be? You know, you know it's going to happen. Maybe, you know, well, I, we can throw out all kinds of what ifs about what happened to you. Oof. But at the end of the day, you know, maybe there's a car on top of you. I don't know. But you have a chance to say your last words. What would they be and why? Feel free to email us. Email, literally the word email, at thepodcast.com. We'll read yours on the air next next uh, next week. I mean, it depends in, in who I'm saying it to. You know what I mean? Like, if there's oh. a person that I'm talking to, I'm probably going to tell them I love them. I would ima- I would want to be with the person I love when I die. Let's say it as, like, more general. They're going to read these words at your funeral. Oh, okay. <laughs> Did you see my tweet over the weekend, Ted? <laughs> what do you got, Ted? No, I don't know. Oh, I just started I, going down, like, a funny route. Yeah. Of just, like... <laughs> Uh, just say it, man. What is it? It's like, suck my d- bitch. <laughs> <laughs> what the f- you were like, it's going to be read at your funeral. Like, what? That's real aggressive. Like, I'm just bummed I, I wouldn't get to see it if I did that. <laughs> oh, by the way, there's a rainbow him. right behind Cobb right now. Which kind of, you're like, oh, my oh, wow, there's dark. a double rainbow behind it, me. And it literally showed up as you asked that question. Honestly, <laughs> man, I go back to the same one all the time. I know you didn't say it. You were one of the first p- people to say it to me about... Uh, you're the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. Mm. I think overall, that would be my big thing, is just choose your friends wisely. Ooh. That's a good one. That's a good, good message to go out on. Yeah. Glad you guys are my friends. Sometimes I get, yeah. It's pretty awesome. Um, that's a good one. Over the weekend. Yeah, watch out for energy suckers. <laughs> over yeah, the Energy weekend. vampires, Energy man. vampires, yeah. Yeah. Um, they are real. And I, uh, so I was over at Josh's and... I would I would say on a lighter note, sure, because that's a deep question where I'm not. I have a lot of things that I think. I mean, I guess my tweet was because I was at Josh's and I put like, he lived life to the fullest and always put water back in the Brita pitcher after he used it. My eulogy, hopefully. Ooh, that's pretty good, <laughs> right? Um, that's what I would want someone else to say about me. My last words would probably be um, to be good to others, uh, always do your best, and have some f***ing fun. Those are the three things that I check myself on daily as my morals, values, compass, whatever it is. Like Those are the three that I always circle back to. I honestly, I didn't realize how hard of a question this was until it came back around to me. I was like, "Oh, <laughs> dang! What would I say?" I know. I just saw that. Look yeah. Well, it's face. tough too, just because like things change over time. Yeah, totally. You know, I mean, there there's a certain period of my life where I, I don't think that I really cared about anything after like thirty, thirty five. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I, and not in a dark oh. way, but I'm just like I didn't really think of stuff like long term mm-hmm. or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and, feel and that. right, and it's one thing you see older people say all the time, and it's like, oh yeah, like I get why they're saying that now. Yeah, totally. I would probably say something along the lines of, you know, staying on the the beautiful side of life, if possible, and then also, don't cry for me, for sure, because I wouldn't want anyone to feel any distress at me having passed, because I am at peace with it. You know what I mean? So some something of those some 
some, uh, you know, version of those two messages. I'm close to that. I've thought about my funeral a couple times. And, like, during the ceremony part, like, you bitches better be crying. (laughs) But, But when it's over... You bitches better be having a party. Yeah, move on. Right? And my main thing is just don't bury, don't have my funeral or memorial service on a Saturday in the fall. That's for college football, maybe some English soccer. Yeah. It's not a Saturday. Get the discount, good, go Wednesday. Right? We screw up a Sunday NFL game. I can, yeah. well, I can die with it, but I could live with that too. But I'm going to say, let's not mess up college football. Yeah, come on. Don't take that away from the people out there. They only get 12 weekends a year, you know? <laughs> You're really going to do that? Uh, all right. Well, there you go. Episode 260. Uh, reminder this year, we're listening and learning. <clears throat> Listen and learn. Nice. Mm-hmm. That was diligent of you. Yeah, we haven't brought it up Shit in a while. So uh, I just wanted to put that out there. But uh, the weather's getting nicer. Man, it was, got, it was damn hot last week. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Yeah. yeah. So looking at your rainbow. Double Ooh. rainbow. What? Just barely. Right oh, above yeah. the archdiocese. Yep. Yeah. Uh, all right. So there you go. There's 260. Uh, we'll be back next week. And then... I don't know. Maybe we'll have an update on some crazy Memorial Day party we're going what? to. What? Cool. I yeah. like the sound of that. Yeah. Uh, all right, there you go. Uh, for MCTP, for Kyle, I'm Lee Ted Smith. This is the podcast.